Well, hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, finally back in the home base. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be a part of this year program, I've had to shake up the notes and, and the stuff and the order of things I wanted to talk about because there is some breaking news happening right now. Um, the phone number, again, if you want to call in 877-973-7425. I've reached out to my buddy Clark Howard to see if he can join me. He said he uh, will join me at 2 p.m. Um, I will get I'll get Charlie to call him. I'm texting him as I speak. The markets are in free fall right now. Your 401k is not doing well right now. Your retirement plan matters. Uh, this is not going well. As I speak right now, for those of you listening in delay, I've got to do this for you. My apologies. Um, but it is 12.07 p.m. Eastern time, uh, right now, Thursday, May 5th. Give you a timestamp for what I'm talking. That's important so you understand what's happening at this very moment as I'm speaking. The Dow is down 1,055 points. NASDAQ is down 636.7 or 45 points. Uh, the S&P 500 down 157.84 points. The NASDAQ com- or the, the NYSE composite down 515 points. Uh, tech stocks, everything is down. Apple is down 7. Um, Facebook down 14. Uh, financial stocks are down. Synovus is down 2. Um, everything is down badly right now. And uh, it seems that we're going to have an intensified sell-off. Now, why is this happening? <clears throat> A lot of it is happening because of the interest rate spikes. Uh, but it's not just that. Yesterday, there was a rally a light rally after the Federal Reserve hiked its benchmark lending rate by 50 basis points. That's half a percentage point. Uh, they were People were expecting a quarter point interest rate hike, a 25 basis point hike. Um, they went with a 50. Uh, but the Fed said it uh, isn't considering a 75 basis point hike. That's a three quarters of a point interest rate, right? That calmed the markets. The Federal Reserve also said it was going to reduce its bond holding. That calmed its markets to begin with. Uh, but the reason the fox, uh, the, the, the fox, the stocks are lower, I'm, I'm reading this off Fox, <laughs> is uh, because they're starting to figure out what the higher interest rates are going to do, the economy and earnings growth. Uh, investor sentiment has taken a, a plunge and technology stocks are going down. Technology stocks have benefited very much from low interest rates and they're going to be impacted by higher interest rates. Remember, for example, a company like Apple was taking out, essentially borrowing money to pay shareholders as opposed to um, giving shareholders actually the profits. Uh, Apple was making a lot of loans uh, to itself uh, from banks. It's going to be impacted by higher interest rates. Other tech stocks are as well. Um, it's, it's not a good situation. There's a larger issue here, though, as well. Um, we have entered the age of private equity, and this is something we gotta, we've got to consider. Capitalism, American capitalism, for a very long time, had a moral underpinning within the free market. Now, this this isn't to be preachy. This is just a fact. 
uh, capitalism in the United States in the free markets actually did have a moral underpinning that uh, profit for the sake of profit and the almighty dollar were, were the byproduct of running a great business, not the end game of running a great business. You run a great business, you build a great product, you treat your people well to continue to produce the great product, and you make a lot of money in the process. There was that underlying uh, morality within capitalism of your money comes as the reward for the production. But with the rise of private equity in the markets, uh, that is large groups of investors who buy companies to squeeze as much money out of them as possible. The issue is the product being produced is the profit. So you have major private equity companies and hedge funds in the market, and their goal is to wring as much money out of the markets as possible. Their goal is to produce a profit, not to produce a product. And we see this in the newspaper industry in particular. The newspaper industry of America right now uh, has a lot of people with a lot of subscriptions who subscribe and get a product that they actually don't engage with on a regular basis. The, the, with the exception of some newspapers, like for example, here in Atlanta, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution uh, is run still by the Cox family by and large. It is a, an enterprise for the civic good. The Washington Post is run by Jeff Bezos, the New York Times by the Schlesinger family, and they're run as public goods. You and I may not like them. We may think they're liberally biased, but they exist in large part because the rich people who own them and control them control them as a public good. Uh, with private equity, by and large, the ones that have bought the newspapers, they see a subscriber base that is continuing to buy the product. They can fire as many employees as possible, uh, push out all the costs they possibly can, and they will get dwindling revenue, but still revenue for which they're not putting a lot of money into. The product sucks. Look at McClatchy. Uh, McClatchy has gone into bankruptcy. Uh, they may be out of bankruptcy by now. It's absolutely uh, driven into the ground. My family, no less, uh, where, where I think the kids got tired of running the paper and just wanted the money. And they consolidated around the country. Their product is garbage now. Their reporting is garbage, but they've still got a subscriber base. Or I think it's it's the Chicago Tribune now uh, used to have this, this impressive facility in downtown Chicago, the Chicago Tribune building. Basically, everybody's gone. They pushed everybody out. The private equity people are just wringing all the money into the subscribers as best they can. Uh, and it, it, it's all about the product as profit, not about the product as the quality of the, the news instrument. Uh, you see this in other businesses as well now, where the entire existence of a company is to exist to turn a profit for private equity. Now, profit is not bad. That's something you've got to understand. Profit is not bad. But profit as the product of the company is bad because it allows the investors in the company to treat the people who steer the company for them as a commodity that is interchangeable. And you devalue the people, the people get upset, and guess what the people decide they want? Socialism. The capitalists are their own greatest enemy, much like uh, the number of atheists who became atheists because of the Christians they encountered. Uh, the number of capitalists who become socialists because of the capitalists they've encountered is a problem. 
And now the chickens are starting to come home to roost because a lot of these companies uh, got bought by private equity companies where profit was the goal, not producing a competent product. And they could benefit from very low interest rates. And by benefiting from very low interest rates, they could get low interest loans. They had a subscriber base to offset it. They could largely live off the loans, paying back the interest very reasonably. And as interest rates are going up, the chickens are coming home to roost for these companies and they're starting to see disasters loom on the horizon. It's starting to make people panic. They're starting to be an investor sell-off as they've got to sell stocks and companies to pay back loans and other things. It's causing a catastrophe for your 401k because people got greedy and decided the goal of the free market was not to produce a profit and be, or not to produce a product to be rewarded with profit, but to produce a profit at any cost. Again, profit's not bad. It's just when the product is profit, as opposed to something good that others in the free market can benefit from and give you money that generates you profit, that's when it becomes bad. There becomes a great disconnect. And then what happens is these companies have to go to the government for bailouts, and the government is not very discerning. Republicans and Democrats want to reward their friends and punish their enemies. They want to pick the winners and losers. The government's not very good at it, and they sustain companies that should be allowed to die. I've actually got a friend of mine who works for a private equity company in New York. And he called me during the COVID situation with the bailouts and stuff. He said, here's the problem. There are a lot of of firms, banks, private equity, and otherwise um, big companies that are not very stable, not very secure, and they aren't about the business. They are just about the profit. And they've been propped up by Washington over COVID. And if they're not allowed to die, they will fester and we will create a moral hazard where the government lacks the discernment to be able to allow certain businesses to fail. When businesses are allowed to fail, the creative destruction of the free market allows you and me to pick through the pieces and build something new and build a better product. Over time, we get efficiencies. When the government keeps propping up companies that should collapse, it prevents the creative destruction of the marketplace from happening and only compounds the problem. And we keep kicking the can down the road and eventually we're going to get to a very big collapse. We're not even there yet. And there are a lot of problems along the way. The market instability right now is not good. And for you and me, it's not good because it affects our retirement portfolios. It affects our 401ks. It affects our ancillary investments. It affects the the investments of our parents. We are headed towards a recession. Jay Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, actually caused a little bit of market turmoil yesterday where he downplayed a recession When you're raising interest rates at the Federal Reserve the way they are, you're going to provoke a recession and everybody knows it. And so for him to downplay it and pretend it didn't made him sound like he was being political when the Federal Reserve chairman is not supposed to be political. He's supposed to do what's in the best interest of the money supply and interest rates and and stewarding the economy. He is supposed to take the politics out of the stewardship of the economy. It's a problem. And it's one we're all going to pay. When I started this program, the Dow was down um, 1,051. It's now down just 1,040. But the rebound is just a blip in the market. And we're going to continue to have these problems. They have suggested at the Federal Reserve they're not going to do any more interest rate hikes. But they're going to watch inflation and see what it does. Here's the other problem. 
it looks like interest or it looks like um, inflation is going to continue. It looks like inflation is going to continue to have an impact. It's not going to go away. Remember, they said they thought it had peaked. They thought that it would go down from here. And then there's another bubble on the on the horizon that people can see. Mortgage rates are now at a five-year high. Mortgage rates are well over 5% now. The median mortgage in the country that people can qualify for is about $480,000. Not the average, but the median. Uh, Americans, given their income stream, can typically qualify for a mortgage of about $480,000. The problem is that the median home price for sale in the country now is over $580,000. That means with the availability of housing in this country, people people cannot qualify for mortgages that equate to the home sale price, which means either incomes have to go up or more likely than not, path of least resistance, The housing bubble now bursts and home prices begin to collapse. And that has other impacts on markets, as you know, given how property taxes are assessed based on the value of homes. That causes property tax revenue to go down, which probably causes taxes at the local level to go up. It wrecks other economic havoc. We've had a very good time. And a lot of policies in Washington, D.C. are causing problems now. This all matters more than what we've talked about for two days. For two days, we have unendingly talked about the Dobbs case. For two days, everyone in America has been obsessed with the Supreme Court opinion on Dobbs. There's still news on that front, including a new effort by the left to target and harass members of the Supreme Court. But what's happening in the market today matters inordinately more than the Dobbs situation. What's happening in the market today will impact voters in November. And you don't have to believe me, the Fox News poll that came out yesterday, we're gonna spend some time on this Fox News poll. The Fox News poll has been the poll in America most favorable to Joe Biden. Believe it or not, people on the left are just, oh, it's a Fox News poll. Actually, the White House has liked the Fox News poll because it's been more favorable to the Biden administration than any other major polling group out there. In fact, Republicans have been casting dispersions on the Fox News poll because it's been so favorable to Joe Biden over the last year. According to the Fox News poll, 30% of Americans approve of Joe Biden's handling of the economy. That's not the number that should freak out the Democrats. The number that should freak out the Democrats is 54% of Americans think Joe Biden's policies have worsened the economy. That's what should cause them panic. This other program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan, wherever you are nationwide, reach out to them. If you are in charge of the finances of a business, this isn't for individuals, it's for businesses. You want to grow. You need $750,000 or more. If you're buying a building or building a building or you have an idea and you see value where a lot of banks are telling you no, reach out to my friends of the Frost family. See if they can help you. FirstLibertyGA.com. They can help you nationwide. Uh, Charlie, uh, send me this clip, always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, they're talking about, um, oh, what's the guy's name now? Uh, blah, 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 Frank. Yes. Uh, Frank's trying to explain to Charlie about his private equity company. So tell me the rundown for tomorrow, Charlie. Okay. We got an 830 appointment in the morning to play racquetball in his new outfits. Uh, then we're going to head over to Barney's. We're going to shop for Rolexes. Mm-hmm. After that, we zip by Atwater where you're having your office completely redone back to its former 1980s glory. And then we have a five o'clock sushi dinner with Mr. Nakashori. That all sound right? <laughs> Sounds great, Charlie. <laughs> 
Well, uh, Frank, I'm a little confused about one thing. What's that? Who pays for all this? What do you mean, who pays for it? The company pays for it. All right, well then, here's my second question. What does that water make? What do you mean, like, how much money does the company make? Oh, no, I mean, what do we make? I don't follow. We make money. No, I know we make money. I mean, what do we create? We create wealth. No, no, no. I mean, what do we build? What do we design? You know, because I have some ideas no, no. that could really help the company. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. We don't build anything. <laughs> don't build anything. Listen, not all private equity is bad. There actually are a lot of good private equity companies out there, and I don't want to smear the entire industry. Uh, they can take over companies, uh, rebuild grow them and they make profit. The The question though is what is your purpose? And for a lot of too many private equity companies, it is um, the profit is the product. And if the profit is the product, it actually fundamentally undermines uh, their ultimate end game because it causes many of the employees therein to resent capitalism itself because they've disconnected capitalism from its moral underpinnings that it's the best way to take care of society um, when, when they're in it just for themselves. Now, we in the free marketplace and in a macro versus micro look at this uh, in arm's length transactions tend to do very well. But the the lower level, it's when the product and the and the the product being manufactured is just money, it tends to turn people off. And unfortunately, with interest rates going up, causing uh, mortgage rates to go up, bank loan costs to go up and other things, it's starting to have a destabilizing effort and impact there, which means it's going to reduce profits, which means it's going to undermine some of these companies that aren't making products. They're just wringing pennies out of pre-existing companies that they didn't actually create. Now, uh, I've got Clark Howard. He's going to join me at 2 p.m. today to actually talk about what's going on larger picture of the market. we got to move on to other stuff, but this really is the big story right now. People are in an absolute panic about what's happening in the market right now. It's been a very bad week on the stock market. Probably not going to get a lot better. And there is actually a note, Philip just sent me this uh, from Bloomberg that Elon Musk and Kathleen Wood, who runs a big investment group, um, money managers, they're criticizing passive investing on Wall Street, where, for example, index funds, you get BlackRock, one of the companies that's also in uh, causing problems with mortgages and housing in this country. They buy up a bunch of stocks in passive investing, and then they do uh, social justice investing and steer companies off cliffs trying to placate progressive activists. Progressive activists is something we've got to talk about when we come back. Uh, they're showing up at Supreme Court justices' houses now. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425. A somewhat philosophical, but related to everything. It always is striking to me that the Democrats went at a loss for how to proceed in an election, turn pretty rapidly toward vilification. Republicans will do it as well. But it tends to, in my mind, and I realize if you're on the left, you'll say it's the other way, but it tends to, in my mind, be something that the left tends to do um, 
particularly at a party basis. Republicans will do it, and oftentimes it's it's fear of terrorists, fear of the, the people crossing the border. With Democrats, it almost is always fear of Republicans. As we head into uh, the heart of the primary season, headed to the general election, this is what we are seeing more and more of, led by none other than the President of the United States. What happens if you have a state change the law saying that, that, that children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children? Is that, is that legit under the way the, the decision is written? What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex- organization that's existed in American history. In recent American history. Recent American Really? Um, we had January 6th, and I'm in the category of people who say January 6th uh, largely was okay, but there was the element that stormed the U.S. Capitol, and that was very much not okay. One person losing her life trying to smash through uh, to get into the speaker's lobby and open the doors for the crowd. Bad. But I remember riots in the streets of 2020, and that wasn't the MAGA crowd. Remember the attempted storming of the federal building in Portland, Oregon, that wasn't the MAGA crowd. Overnight last night in Washington, D.C., they erected a massive barrier around the Supreme Court building that one cannot climb. Uh, protesters have showed up in the name of Ruth Bader Ginsburg at Supreme Court Justices' homes overnight. A website came out doxing the members of the Supreme Court, that is, revealing their home addresses so that protesters could go show up. I remember uh, Sarah Sanders being chased out of a restaurant in Virginia, the president's press secretary, over the immigration issue. I remember Mitch McConnell and and Kristen Nielsen, then the Secretary of Homeland Security, having uh, left-wing protesters show up at their houses to harass them. I don't remember these MAGA extremists, Joe Biden calls them, doing that. Then there's there's Joe Scarborough on MSNBC. I I, I got to play you some of this clip. It's it's lengthy. I only want to play you a little bit of it. Um, I, I'm being very unprofessional here and firing this up and not getting Charlie to just cut this up. Especially with the Washington politicians who are, who are just acting like freaks. I mean, there have been, you know, hundreds of thousands of words written about working class and middle class Americans and why they were attra- attracted to Trump's populist message uh, at the beginning, uh, why they're still disaffected and still don't want to go back to mainline candidates. But we need to look at the type of candidates that Jen Psaki, the White House, are talking about. We need to look at what's what's before us and how extreme these Washington politicians, these MAGA Washington freaks are. You know, the New York Post reported that an influential House Republican said that being in the military is, quote, like throwing your life away and should never let her son go into the military. Is is that Middle America? Talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene, of course. But here's the thing. Uh, You've got Ilhan Omar, who married a brother. You've got Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. 
Rashida Tlaib, you've got the squad. They say outrageous and extreme things, and they're in the majority party in the House of Representatives right now, and the media always gives them a pass. You are always attacked. The President of the United States calls you guys extremists. And meanwhile, it was James Hodgkinson, a Bernie Sanders supporter, who attempted the mass assassination of Republican members of Congress. It was Floyd Lee Corkins who attempted the mass assassination of conservatives at the Family Research Council. They do love to throw shade on the right and use the media to advance it. And oftentimes the the most violent extremist people we've got out there are on the left. The left actually has a history of being violent. The left has a history of it as part of left-wing America. And look, it's not a a tit-for-tat thing here. It actually is a real and documented uh, issue. From anti-Semitism and uh, more, the left has this recurring pattern of having a lot of violence on display, whether it's Antifa, Charlie's pointed out Antifa and and the like. Um, In 2017, you had the white dudes with tiki torches in Charlottesville, Virginia, um, chanting, among other things, Jews will not replace us. And the media covered it. They tied it to Trump, the Unite the Right rally. Uh, Palestinian supporters... Back in uh, May of last year, attacked Jewish people dining outdoors. Palestinians attacked Jewish residents with fireworks in New York City. Former Congresswoman Gabrielle Gifford's uh, synagogue was vandalized in Arizona and a synagogue was vandalized in Illinois as well. And they gave a complete pass. The media did all of these attacks. They weren't really anti-Semitic attacks. And then you have the entire situation with the weather underground. Uh, you've got the the history of violence on the right. You've got the rise of terrorism from the left, a recurring pattern. This is from Jonah Goldberg. Um, there were the days when the militant left wasn't dedicated merely to blowing up binary gender categories with tweeted truth bombs, but to blowing up buildings and occasionally people with real bombs. During the summer of 1970 alone, there were 20 bombings a week in California. It's a wonderful feeling to hit a pig, Mark Rudd of the Weather Underground mused. It must be a really wonderful feeling to kill a pig or blow up a building. Jane Fonda held F the Army rallies in 1972, was let herself used by the North Vietnamese as a propaganda tool, even posing behind the trigger of a North Vietnamese anti-aircraft gun. The Black Panthers, lionized by liberals, made Black Lives Matters look like a debating society. And as bad as Black Lives Matter and Antifa are, they're very bad. They pale in comparison to many of the riots and rioters of the past. 1971, the Weather Underground bombed the U.S. Capitol. For all of the talk about MAGA storming the Capitol, Progressive Weather Underground bombed it. In 1972, the Weather Underground bombed the Pentagon. In 1975, the Weather Underground bombed the State Department. Remember, Bill Ayers, a leader of the Weather Underground, was the mentor of a guy you know named Barack Obama. 
they plotted the assassination of a California state senator in 1978. And that's only one of the violent left-wing groups out there. The Earth Liberation Front is a violent left-wing group. They've burned down research facilities and property. You know, there has been the string of uh, food processing facilities in the country also burned down lately, some of them in mysterious circumstances, some of them not actually mysterious, and conspiracy theorists harm the story by lumping the credible and the not credible ones together, but there's been a trend. In 2001... According to the FBI, quote, leftist extremists were responsible for three-fourths of the officially designated acts of terrorism in America in the 1980s. They tend to be young and better educated than right-wing extremists. They tend to live in urban areas with high population centers that are target-rich. The left right now wants you to believe that Republicans are a threat to democracy, that our Republic is at stake. You have the president of the United States saying the MAGA crowd is the most extremist group in this country's history. They haven't been planting bombs everywhere. You had the George Floyd riots. You're about to have the abortion riots. Antifa's already out there rioting. They're targeting Supreme Court justices for harassment because they don't like the opinion. And the left would have you believe, the media would have you believe, the president would have you believe, the violence is unique to the right. Show me the mass assassination attempt of Congress by right-wing radicals. It's happened several times in American history in the last 50 years. And in every case, it's been a leftist who's tried the mass assassination of of members of Congress. They left, bombed the U.S. Capitol, for God's sakes. Could we at least have some historic perspective? Here's what's going on, and this is the thing you've got to understand about this. They want to call the right enslavers of women. They want to throw out invective and fear. They're out there now today suggesting that uh, ectopic pregnancies could uh, be banned, you, you wouldn't be able to to um, ha- fix an entopic pregnancy because of the abortion ban. You wouldn't be able to uh, remove a, a dead child from a uterus because of the abortion ban. They're out absolutely in fear scenarios right now trying to scare people. There was a teacher, I can't play it because it's profanity laced, but there's a, a teacher on TikTok, another one of the libs of TikTok account, under uh, ex- or exposed... And the teacher, claiming to be gender non-binary, claims that uh, gays will be banned in America now. This is a teacher, an educator, who believes gays will be banned in America. You're called extremists. You're called racist. You're called violent. You're called enslavers of women. They say you want to ban the gays. You want to get rid of gay marriage and take back gay marriage and throw gay people in jail. They say all of these things, all of these, this fear scenario, because they don't have any other strategy. They do not have any other strategy to win. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, as I speak right now, is down 1,146 points. NASDAQ is down 658 points as I'm speaking right now. 
interest rates are going up. The Dow Jones and the NASDAQ and the S&P 500 are tanking. Inflation continues to rise. Interest rates are going up. Store shelves are still bare. Prices are going up. Gas prices are going up. People are worried about the economy. They're worried about making ends meet. The only thing the Democrats have as their message for 2022, and that's what this is all about. The only thing they have is you think it's bad now. Wait till you see the other guy. I would remind you that was Donald Trump's message in 2020. and It didn't work for him. People really aren't into hypotheticals these days. They know what they have right now. And really the worst thing the Democrats have in this message is people actually had Donald Trump as president. And they may not have liked him, but the economy was not what it is right now. So when the Democrats say you think it's worse, put Donald Trump and the Republicans in charge, economically, that was far better for the American people than what the Democrats have right now. Doom, gloom, despair, and fear of the other is about the only thing they've got. It is only going to get worse as the campaign season goes on. Now, let's clear the air. I'm talking, of course, about the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. It actually does clear the air. It eliminates odors. I keep one in my bag because you can hold them in your hand. They pack a wallop. They're powerful. They're good. They work. You can even plug it in with a USB cable in your car and run it if you have bad odors in your car, pet odors, smoke odors, you name it. Uh, It works in the car. It works in your hotel room. You've also got a plug. You can plug it straight into the wall. It's a little bigger than your hand, It's and the thing just works. It cleans the air. And it also gets rid of the mildew, the mold, the bacteria, the pollen. And by the way, um, it's filterless. So you don't have to keep buying a filter subscription. You just wipe it out on occasion. You can get three of them for less than $200 at EdenPureDeals.com. You go to EdenPureDeals.com. You put in the discount code ERIC3, E-R-I-C-K-3. Uh, you can do it on the on the checkout page. There's a discount code box that you can put in ERIC3. Or when you go to EdenPureDeals.com, you will see a discount code box. You put it in there. You get three of them for less than $200. You're saving $200. You get free shipping. The website, again, EdenPureDeals.com and the discount code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, the number three. Welcome back. It's Eric Erickson here, the Eric Erickson Show. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be a part of this here program? Now, important stuff for you here. Um, If you go, if you text data to... 33777. Uh, text data to 33777. You're going to get a link back at the show notes email. Every day at noon to subscribers of the email list, we send the show notes, all the links and more. It is it is basically your show prep for the day. We send it as, as the show gets going. It's all the show prep I've done and then some. Uh, it is probably the greatest news digest email you can get in America today. And that's not actually an overstatement. It's actually really good. We're getting tons of compliments from people. You can get it every day in your inbox at noon, uh, every weekday, not the weekends. And you should try to get it. Text the word DATA to 33777 and subscribe and you'll get it. And you'll get a bunch of other stuff too, Uh, show videos, my morning pieces that I write, my syndicated columns. But I'm telling you, we're getting so much good feedback from y'all on the daily show notes. Uh, You should consider giving it a subscription. Now we got to move on to other stuff uh, because there is a lot out there, but I I gotta, we've got to get a laugh out of this, all of us. This is so predictable. Uh, the, The left is still upset that Elon Musk 
might buy um, the um, Twitter. So here's the story of the New York Times. This is the actual headline. Elon Musk left a South Africa that was rife with misinformation and white privilege. The subtitle, The Apartheid Era, created all-white enclaves littered with anti-black government propaganda and sheltered from the atrocities of apartheid. In other words, Elon Musk is guilty of having been born in South Africa. I guess he should have been aborted, I guess. Uh, What an absurd story to essentially say he himself is the problem. Absolutely bizarre, absolutely insane that they would do this. But I mean, they're they're trying to placate their left-wing base. The, The left is not very happy right now. They're not in a good space emotionally. Mentally, We're going to talk about this when we come back. Uh, we are back into the seasonal rioting. It's it's starting to happen. I mean, we're, we're into May now, so we'll be rioting here in America by the summertime as, as temperatures flare up and the Supreme Court gets rid of uh, the abortion right in the Constitution. The season of uh, seasonal rioting has returned to America. We must talk about that. And, and implicit in that, too, is a basic lack of understanding by the left about the right. Uh, we understand them better than they understand us. Also, Clark Howard is going to join me uh, at 2 o'clock hour, if you're listening live Eastern time, to talk about what's going on in the markets. And then Ted Budd. Congressman from South Carolina is going to join me 2.30 Eastern. He is Donald Trump's uh, endorsed candidate for the Senate in North Carolina. He's actually a really great congressman, too. Very nice guy. Looking forward to talking to him about his race in North Carolina and also the border. He's been down there. He knows what's going on.